Whoa, live again. Oh, feels like it's been a while, but I know it hasn't. But welcome to another episode of the Alternative Blacks podcast. We're coming live as we always do every other Thursday, so it's good to be back. I'm waiting for Chris to pop up in here and we'll get the show started, but uh, I hope everyone is doing well. I know a lot of people are glued to the TV right now, especially since Cheeto's talking, but uh, we're going to talk as well. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Oakbrook Broom Company, as always, sponsoring. So, love you guys. I uh, hope everything's doing well. But, uh, ooh, there's Chris. Show started. Gonna pour my beer out. Until he's in here. Ah, what's up? What's going on? Yo. Man, Instagram is so whack. What'd you do? Like I set, I got, I, I set up, and I'm like, all right, I'm perfectly in frame here, <laughs> boom, and then we split, and all of a sudden, it's like, you really, you could, you can't, you can't change, you can't keep the same ratio and just minimize this a little bit. But you, it, like, would be a shift because of how it's set up. Uh, no. No. They're just wrong? Yeah, they're just wrong. Well, they're also wrong because I don't know if any of you guys were paying attention, but last time we went live, they deleted our live. That's right. Weren't we supposed to, like, flame them for that and we completely forgot? I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. So we had an amazing episode. Thank you to everybody who was a part of it. I don't remember, and I can't go back and look because we deleted it. So... Instagram, yeah. we have problems. I know you've heard me say Instagram a lot of times already. I'm going to continue to say Instagram until they hear me. But Instagram it's like, those, uh, it's like those YouTube comments where it's like, here's a comment for the algorithms. Wow, great video. Ha ha, I enjoyed this. <laughs> yes. So if you want to help our algorithm, please reply to us. Please start doing that. Yes. Wow, great episode. We appreciate it. <laughs> Wow. Um, nice segue. Yeah. So let's let's start off with what you're drinking. The the Cheeto is talking right now. I muted the TV because I was listening to him speak. Um Oh, you actually said Cheeto. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Okay, I know who you mean now. Yeah, so what what are you drinking to get by? Um I have here glasswork mosaic. IPA from St. Boniface. What the? Oh, Jesus. No. Really? That's <laughs> bullshit. We're live. I don't have any other beer, and I'm not leaving my house. So it was, it was meant Copy. to be for another episode. So I will not rate it, but I will rave about it. I am drinking Trillium Double Pot and Kettle Barrel-Aged Imperial Oatmeal Porter with Mexican Vanilla Beans coming in at a whopping 14.2% ABV. Oh, yeah, well, this has mosaic. Mm. Wow. Yeah, take that. And it is. Mm. 
It doesn't even have alcohol, does it? Or maybe it has so much alcohol, <laughs> I can't even see it. They're, le they're legally not able to tell you how much alcohol is in it because it's too much. That's right. That's right. I'm calling the board. I. This is like this only the second time I couldn't find uh, ABV printed on a label. Excuse me. For some reason, I thought that had to be on the label. I thought so too. That would be uh, interesting to look up for next time to see if that's like what legally has to be on labels, and does that yeah. change from state to state? I'm sure it does. Just be well. It depends if they. It depends if it's a food, I guess, and if it's FDA regulated. I, I and wait, is beer not a major food group? Well, the warning would tell you it's probably closer to a medicine. I would tend to agree. Right? Surgeon General. Oh, thank you, Surgeon. They're warning you that, you know, well, what are they warning you of? That's good. Uh, women should not drink alcoholic beverages. During pregnancy. Yeah, that's a that's probably that's probably a fair uh, that's probably fair advice. I feel like you needed to finish that sentence because oh no, I was going to. I was just like it went to the next line. So <laughs> you paused and it just sounded like you said women shouldn't drink alcohol. Leave it for us men. Well, what? Well, hey, listen. With this, with this, uh, with this presidency, I wouldn't be surprised if the Surgeon General said that. It's one of those things with with um, Trump being in office. It's you're surprised, but not surprised. Is there a word for being both surprised uh, yeah, and unsurprised I'm, at the exact same time? I'm um, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised at what he says anymore. I'm not surprised at the way it's received. Well, I'll say I'm still surprised the way it's received, but I'm not shocked. Okay. Like, so, I, don't, I don't go, oh my God, you know, right. anymore. It's just like, clearly this Cheeto is just a lying sack of shit. And if you, if you are still behind him at this point, you, it doesn't matter what he says. Hold up. But did you see, okay. So for anybody watching, you kind of realize what we're going to be talking about most of the day. We're, we're going to be talking about politics. We're going to be talking about Trump. We're going to be talking about the elections. And we're going to talk about how they have sloths voting, uh, counting in Nevada. Uh, oh, my God. And one of my favorite memes that I've seen is that, or oh, it wasn't even a meme. Someone put this post. It said, the uh, ticket counter at Chuck E. Cheese would have had this done by now. <laughs> well, the, um, what, was the, what was the one, what was the one that was, uh, Nevada counting ballots and they're going, uh, they have like a peop all the people in the lineup and they're going one, two, damn, what, what was that one? I can't, I can't remember the movie reference now or maybe the show reference. Damn. It was funny. <laughs> I'm glad you shared it. <laughs> if we find it, we'll have to post it on our uh, feed now. We'll give credit Listen, to whoever credit's due. But we'll content to. here at uh, ABP, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have all the the research coming from the back. If you see me grab something, it's our uh, it's our Mozart, you see yeah. Paul, come and give you a piece of paper. Yeah, Mozart. <laughs> uh, 
Um, oh, there was also the there was also the DK Metcalf meme that was pretty funny, where it was like Trump's second presidency and DK Metcalf is the uh, the mail-in ballots. <laughs> mail-in ballots, I love it. Hopefully. Yeah. No, this has been you know, uh, you know, absolutely. Like, hmm? Just quickly, you know, you know what I realized today that's sad, but this is one of those things that I'm maybe surprised but not shocked but maybe more it's like i'm disappointed but not really surprised is that the race in georgia is closer than pa at this point and in north carolina it's closer than pa at this point i said it i am moving out of the state it it is ridiculous yeah i was upset because on cnn what you see is you see this like sea of red in PA. And the only time we get brought up (laughs) on this fucking map is when they're talking about the Electoral College. So, of course, it's like Philadelphia, all surrounded by blue. Pittsburgh and Allegheny County, like, all surrounded by blue. Scranton, I think, is even surrounded by blue. And then they put up Redding in the sea of red called Berks fucking County. Yep. Yep. And And actually... Please take us away because we are the blue spot on this damn map. Yeah, well, that well, and and that's 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 what the ridiculous thing is, and we're going to get into this later in terms of voting and the way everything's set up and how it should be set up, or at least better than it is now, right? But I looked at the map on election night, you know, like late on election night, and at that point, Philadelphia County, right? Which is Philadelphia. I love it's a city county. county. Yeah. And Allegheny County, which is Pittsburgh. Right? Everything else. No. Dauphin County, which is Harrisburg. Everywhere else was red except those three spots. Everywhere else. And that's kind of surprising because I guess I guess Erie the Erie Erie's a county, right? Is Erie its own county? Mm-hmm. I think the county surrounding Erie is is a lot bigger than Reading and Berks, like because Erie itself is pretty blue and is pretty progressive. Actually, it's a huge uh, sanctuary city. If if for, for if you didn't know, or for anyone who didn't know, so uh, Erie is a fantastic place that way. Never been. They have a beach on the lake. Yeah, they got a lake beach. There's waves. A frozen lake beach. Right. <laughs> and the pizza bomb guy. Look, oh my god, yeah. Erie, Erie's the whole reason Western PA is a whole different state is because of that lake effect snow, but that's neither here nor there. Because it's in the west. Right. That's where it is. But, um, so I, well, going back to what you're saying, like, about looking at this and being surprised but not surprised. I I think I was more on the not surprised end of it because I would tell people this all the time. And I I think like, especially when I went out to IEP and when I would go to different places, outside of cities and- Who owns a landline? Outside of cities (laughs) in the state of PA, I don't feel safe. I honestly do not feel safe when I'm driving outside of Reading, when I'm driving outside of Philly, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, Lancaster, when I'm outside of these, like, 
Oh, yeah. You might as well be in, you know, back roads, Alabama. Right. And there's a reason that the nickname for everywhere else in PA besides these major cities is Pennsylvania. Which did you see? Did you see how Kentucky voted? No surprise there. Fucking Mitch. Mitch the goddamn turtle. He is such like an like I like I almost get a stomach ache when I see his face. You know what I mean? He looks like he looks like he melted a little bit too much and solidified again. <laughs> he was standing too close to the flames of hell one time. Yeah, right. He it's funny. It's funny. Terrible. I never like thought about it that way because most time when I look at people's face, I'm just like judging. Do you have a punchable face or not? And well, he, he definitely has a punchable face. He definitely has one, but I realize very easily if you need to Google somebody and find an example of a punchable face, it's uh, Santorum. It's Rick. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, 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 from Parks and Rec. Is that Stam? Jam. Jam. Yeah. Jam. Jeremy Jam. JJ. Old JJ. Councilman Jam. Oh, my God. But, like, I, for some reason, they have old Rick Boy as a uh, commentator on CNN. And so I'll be watching this. And I'm just like, Mom, I know you hate this term, but he has a punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> just laugh because... He has a punchable face. He was just staring at the other person like. <laughs> Did you say CNN he was on? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, uh, like this whole week, he's just been sitting there at the very far right of the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler, technically from the perspective of the, of the people on the show, he's on the far left. So how about we get into the sample game to kind of clear our minds? Did, did, did you find of... one? Oh, I found one, all right. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Bring it on! No, this is, like, this is like kind of really easy, so if you don't get this, you suck. No pressure. Are you ready? Ready? All right, here we go. Wait, is this a loop bag? No. Let me run it back. One more time from the top. Does anyone who's in the chat know what this is? I'm going to run it back one more time. Ready? One, two, three. It's that first part. I'm going to run it back. One, two, three. Nothing? I ain't got it. All right, I'm gonna I'm about to play the song. Ready? Uh, I'm going to be so upset. I might have done this already on the show. 
Did you? Because that would be even sadder. <laughs> but no, no, no. So I wasn't it thinking of, I, it couldn't possibly have been the song that I already picked. Shut up. Anyways, I might be looking for oh. a sample at the moment. So we could just like. Well, while you're, while you're doing, while you're uh, looking for a sample because you weren't prepared, I am going to read off the names of the songs for everyone who's in and or even anyone who might have came in late and missed it. So the original song was uh, Maj Jamal Trio, I Love Music from 1970 called The Awakening and the sample actually appears like five minutes into the song which is only halfway. Right, so uh, and and obviously the song that sampled that was "The World Is Yours" by Nas, which is from Illmatic in '94. One of the greatest rap albums of all time. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that for we're not gonna do that hand motion for Nas just because you're a Jay Z fan. It's your boy. Uh, 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 uh. All right, I think I got one. All right, let's hear it. I, I haven't tried this out yet, so we'll see. Right, it's cold. It could either be like really obvious or, or just like very obscure. Obscure. So, all right, we we got two chances here. <laughs> two, ch- <laughs> we got two chances. Here we go. We got two options. I'm sorry, we got options. Oh, we got options. All right. Hongdo! All right, here we go. This is gonna be tough. Oh, oh my god. Wait, that, that first part there. Dun, dun, dun. What is that from? Here, here's another one for the same song. Cause I'm just I'm gonna try to help out as much as uh Oh snap, Dungeons and Dragons was canceled. Uh oh. what that means. Hung Jesus in the Chetesus. Yeah. Yo, hold up. How come how come your state red as fuck hung? I mean I mean we're in PA, but like how come your state is red okay. as fuck? Yeah, we haven't been decided yet. Plus, what was the crazy stat with Ohio deciding the election for how many of the, like, past elections? Oh, no. It's been, like, our whole lifetime. Right. But Ohio's been, like, one of those states. Right. So no one's been as, like, I feel like no one has been that concerned that Ohio went red. I mean, I'm not surprised Ohio went red because it's basically, like, another PA. It just felt like... CNN, like, I'm watching CNN a lot during this, and it just felt like one of those, like, it's the fourth quarter, you're down by, like, three points, and the announcer just just decides to bring up such an obscure stat that says, if this doesn't happen, you're screwed. Yeah, pretty much. And then just the watch it go red was like... Oh. Oh, yes, exactly. All right, so check the song. So it's the same song, different sample. All right, we're going to try to help you out this way. 
This is not helping either. Wow. Man, Tyler, you, you, you're playing hardball tonight, huh? Uh, let's, let's try this one. Here's another one. <laughs> Wait, I thought there were only two. A lot. It was the do it part. Empty hearts is 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 hung right oh. about one. Oh. Oh man, this is tough. I'm so sorry. Right. For not being prepared. What's I the think, year? Uh, 1998. Fuck. Who's the artist? Of what? What region? What region? The song that you're trying to get me to guess. What region of the country is he from? Oh, the artists? That's a fucked up heart, hum. Yeah. New York City. New York City, 1998. So it's probably Jay-Z. Play the first sample again. All right. This is called Prelude in C Minor by Les Baxter. Oh my god, like it's right there. Oh yeah. This is a Jay Z song, right? Is it a Jay Z song? It's not a Jay Z song. It's not a Jay Z song. <laughs> Who is this? Is it Nas? Nope. Did you pick not, a Nas? Song? Not Nas. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. No, I, no, it's definitely that, right? It's definitely that. It's dun 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 dun. That's definitely a beat. Yeah. That that part is definitely You're gonna be so mad. Am I? I didn't expect you to get this. Nineteen ninety-eight in 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 New York City. And I guess Jay-Z, that's wrong. Nas is wrong. Is it a Wu Tang song? No. No. It's a little late for Wu Tang. Mob Deep. Yeah, Mob Deep, not Mob Deep. Um, shit. Is it like a Jadakiss song? Nope, it's it's three people. Not me. Oh, so, the, so is it the group, what is it, what was that, what was the group that Jadakiss was in? Nope. With Jadakiss in. Fox? Yeah. Nope. It's three people. The group is three people? A three-person group from New York? Oh, Beastie Boys. Yes. The Beastie Boys song. It's intergalactic. You got to play it. You're going to have to play it. It's in the background. They sped it up and it's in the background. I told you. It's, I don't know. Like because it's a '90s rap song, like I'm getting, I'm getting mostly vocals, so maybe I can't really pick it up. Yeah, but next time we're in, we're together, it. But it's this, like it spells like dum 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 dum. Yeah. I wasn't prepared. I just went. I found Beastie Boys. I was like, oh, this song. All right, cool. 
one of these. It was a good song, but the sample was obscure. Oh, so either gonna be uh, in your face or obscure, and obscure it was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of but, obscure, obscure. Well, I have a question for you, Tyler. What's up? Do we want to dive into local happenings, or do we want to dive into? national happenings first Let, let's go locally and talk about did you see the video of the bull like the cattle running around in south yeah, what, that, what was that about there's a fucking cow running around in downtown reading there's two it looked like two bulls just running around south i want to say philly but well i saw ah uh, shit who posted it but then uh steven commented like oh shit like you know, social media is going to be crazy in Reading for a couple of days. And then someone put right below that, damn, a dollar per square per square foot is a steal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was ridiculous. I, I needed that, though. I honestly needed that in, in spite of, like, this whole weekend leading up to this election and just during these election days. Well, can we, like... Like, do we know where those cattle came from? I know nothing. I know Besides, nothing. I literally saw that five minutes before this episode. I saw it at, like, 1 o'clock or something like that, and I was in the middle of, like, a group meeting, and I just sent it over, because <laughs> why not? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand how that could have happened. I just know that someone looked like from their car took a picture of a of a a unit of cattle sitting standing in front of standing in front of a Ferenc sign that was advertising uh commercial space at a dollar per square foot. Which is a pretty great steal. <laughs> yeah, no, nonsense. I can't wait to learn more. I know nothing about what has been going on in Reading um in that regards. Uh returning to Barcelona. Yeah. Speaking more locally and speaking about stuff that um, may or may not come to pass because of election results, how do you move a bull? Cow towing. So. Can we go D and D tonight? Can, can we uncancel that? <laughs> go, go play your games. And cancel you. <laughs> um. So. There were questions on the ballot about in Reading about residency requirements that were needed to uh, be met in order to have these positions in terms of like managing director and uh, I think chief of police and like some like pretty important like need to know your community like um, positions and so the there was, I guess, an amendment or a move to be, or a vote to be repealed where that requirement to have to live in the city was up for option to be removed. And it looks like from everything that I have seen that it is voting towards, yes, you don't have to live in the city to fill these positions. And I think partially a lot of people are upset because of the wording of the question. And a lot of people were confused about what they were actually voting for. It was yes, repeal that movement, meaning yes, 
repeal the requirement. So if you say yes, you're saying they don't have to. But if you said no, that means they have to. So they're basically trying to get you with a double negative. I just don't think anyone's ever really... I don't know, because I feel like there's always a vote on the ballot that is worded so obscurely that it's not clearly defined and that you don't see a lot of... Um... Once again, it's a form of voter suppression. I mean, straight up, that's what it is. You know, if you can't, if you can't scare the people that would disagree with what you're trying to do away from the polls, then confuse them. And then hopefully enough of them will pick the wrong answer unknowingly because they were confused or just not vote at all. Right. And I guess where I want to go with this from here is we can harp about like the suppression uh, or the way that was worded or anything. But the fact remains, the question was put on the ballot and it's been voted on. Right. Um, so right. we really can't change much about it from there. However, we can talk a little bit about what this policy may entail or, you know, ways that we would have considered going about it differently. Because, for, for instance, this reminds me much of the case of Wells Fargo saying that the reason there's not more black people in higher up positions is because the talent doesn't exist. That's what I hear when they say they want to remove a residency requirement, because that means one of two things. Writing isn't some place that people want to move to or Reading doesn't produce quality candidates that are able to fill these positions. Yeah, and it's, yeah, because number one, I need to move my money out of Wells Fargo. So if anyone has Black-owned banks that I can move my money to, please let me know. Second of all, once again, you have this kind of idea. It's like, okay, well, there's just not enough good people in the city to occupy these these positions. You know, it's just not there. But that kind of, that just like removes the reality that you, the government, could have bolstered resources in, the, in your own community to allow for these people, if that's the case. If that's the case, <laughs> true. <laughs> ah, stigmas. But like, you know, you can, like, if that, if if it is true that there isn't enough good, you know, there isn't a good talent in the city, then why is that? You know, really ask yourself that question. You know, why is that? Is it maybe because you're underserving these communities? Oh no, Hung, I know it's real. Just like there's a Sigma brewery in Texas that's real. It's real. They they do it. You know we don't, but they do it. So they do they do Oh they brew it. <laughs> that would be Riff Raff's craft brewery. Oh they brew No. <laughs> See, Hung's in the chat, and all of a sudden, we're just making horrible dad jokes. Um, yeah, that again. I, I think a lot of these issues that get brought up a lot of times by other people, I often attribute to. Well, let's look deeper into the reality of what's going on here. Like you're saying, oh, look, 
I always say when it comes to violence and, and cities, like, oh, the violence in Philly, oh, the violence in Chicago, just like, okay, but let's look at the crux of the issue. Like, why is this a repetitive thing? Why is this allowed to continue to happen? What is happening in these pockets or these communities that um, continue this cycle? And if you have identified this, why aren't there being more resources to actually change it, which don't involve over-policing, but providing actual resources? This is usually like the the issue is not enough resources and opportunity, right? So what I'm seeing here is a perfectly wonderful opportunity that has been identified by the city of Reading that says, oh, we don't believe there are, there's enough talent to pull from or there's nobody that wants to live here or what have you. And rather than identify that and say, okay, cool, what can we do to put something in place that develops this talent, that develops a program to mold and create somebody that is ready and able to jump into this position they go ah let's give it out to the county so yeah exactly and now here's the thing because i brought up an article here a nice little reading eagle special oh the rainbow and i can actually read it um so how how much of the original requirement are you aware of like what how and the specifics because the the so the requirement is actually part of the city's charter right aka it's old it's an right. older requirement yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there, right right like ted's and, party day and parks and rec it's the it's part of the city it, charter it's old it, yeah which which also means it's pretty important in terms of how the city runs looks like it should run you know, forever in a charter. So you have that. And then also, the requirement that was in the charter wasn't just that the that department, department heads needed to live in the city. It was only that they had to move into the city within one year of gaining the position. Right. No, I knew that part. I... So it's – but this is what you've been saying before. Like, you've been talking about how – maybe within a certain amount of time they have to move to the city. We already have something like that, right? We're, and they're when, pulling back on it. When I said that, I, I it, it's a little more nuanced than a certain amount of time. So what I meant by that is one year. One year is not that long of a time period, to be completely honest. Okay, one year. One year they have to move in. Fine. Under normal circumstances where there was enough talent pool that lived within the, the city – to hire from and that you know if, if you don't want the job and don't want to move in within one year well we got a lot of other people who are ready to take this position that doesn't sound like it's the case right now it sounds like a case of like come on move into the city we fucking need somebody to to take this position that's what it sounds like my amendment my like if i was going to put this on the the ballot to be voted on would have been like a five year to five to ten year thing where it's within that the person being hired is only being hired for a short amount of period of time that they're not, they're not guaranteed okay. that they can continue with this position after that time period, unless they do in fact move in while a program is put in place and started to be developed for city residents that are able to apply to a process that allows them to become equipped, streamlined and trained and ready to take take on these type of positions. That's what I meant. I still think that after that five or 10 year period, once that's over, once this pro process and program was put into place, 
the one year requirement comes back and either you move within the year or we have these talents that we can pull from. Because gotcha, now gotcha. you have that's not okay. gonna go away. That program to streamline people to be ready for that, that's not going away. That's a part of Reading now. That's a part of the uh, positive of moving a family in because once your family moves in here and you graduate from high school, you can become part of this program. And now those kids can move to any city and they have already gone through a streamlined process of being able to fill a top position like this, right? Because now you're making Reading a like very desirable thing to equip people to have more skills to be uh, taking on city government jobs because you want people involved in city government. This, this could be a crazy good process and we have the opportunity to tackle it right now because it is a needed process and we're not doing it. And that's, it might not be that's as good right. for that, but I like this idea. And yeah, and that's why I wanted to have you elaborate because instead of even thinking about that from one person, you know, have you ever even heard an idea like that pitched in terms of streamlining, but more so even just like, okay, maybe one year is pretty restrictive. How about five years? You know, but instead they're just eliminating it. And now what they can do with that is just completely look without, with, um, outside of the city to fill these jobs that are supposed to be serving the city. And while it is true, you could find people maybe that grew up in Reading and have in good intentions and whatnot, um, or that just lived there and now they just moved out when they got the job to, you know, whatever, you, what, you know, whatever, whatever. But the fact of the matter remains, you could also just, you know, hire a whole bunch of people from, you know, Spring Township, Spring, spring Area, and just fill them that way and say, well, look how, look how, uh, look how, uh, look how many requirements uh, this guy fills. Look at all the, look at all the boxes this guy checks. He's good for this job right. because he has all this random experience that only matters if he actually cares about the people he's supposed to be serving. Public service isn't, isn't for everyone. And working as a public servant, working as someone who's supposed to have other people's interests in heart, at heart, and the public's interests at heart, um, is not for everyone. I've seen that doing it, you know, and I just, there, there's, it's not just about the experience. It, it's, a, it, you have to have a temperament, you have to have a certain way of thinking, you can't have this old school way of thinking if you want to work at the welfare office for example if you really are there to help people if you're really there to do the job that you're supposed to be doing um you know any type of social workers or any of anything of that nature medical you know all of this stuff that's you know you're there to serve people you have you should have a temperament um and, I, and an ideal of the idea of the public at the very least, that can aid you in doing your job in a good, you know, manner in a in a good capacity. So you know, it's and 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 not everyone has that. No, that's very true. And it, it, 
it becomes dangerous, especially in Berks County, as we just described when we were talking about, oh, I don't want Redding's name to pop up on the Berks County map on CNN because it's not representative of what, what Redding really is. And you're looking at a county that is very red and a city that is very blue. And so when you have red coming in to tell blue what to do, it just doesn't end well. And it's not for the best interest of that community because it shows a complete disconnect. It shows... Um, that there's not a true understanding of the community that they are serving. And, or, and that's, that makes it that much harder to actually pass things and do things for the best interest of the community. Uh, I, I think for a little bit, I, I was that person who was just like, well, the best person should get that job regardless of where they live. And no, I, I, had, to, I had to sit down with the facts. And this is like a while ago, but I had to really sit down with the facts and truly understand what that, that meant. And unless you're waking up driving through the city to get to to work and you're going to the grocery stores within city limits and you're going to the businesses and you're interacting with the people on a daily basis like what what do you really understand i go to lancaster all the time i would never even propose a plan or idea for for that city i don't know the city more than what i like shop at because I don't know the neighbors there. Like, I don't know the people that are actually doing anything or what that community really is. Even with Philly, like I'm down in Philly a lot. I'm working within the Philly school district, like, but I don't know Philly in that way. So I'm not gonna propose what Philly should do until I learn it better once I move down there. And, and that's, but then again, once I move down there, I have that plan put into place. It's just a matter of executing. Um, <laughs> So it, it becomes tough. How do you have people in these type of positions making decisions for the rest of the city? And that's what you hear the country trying to say right now. How do you have like the mass majority of people saying, oh, no, we want this type of thinking to lead us. And this type of election shouldn't be decided by land, but people. With cops. With cops, the problem was local candidates having fines or misdemeanors. Is that an issue for hiring? Yeah, I mean, well, is it, it's also like, well, there's people that, um, there, there are people that are, like, say, out on parole that still can't vote, even though they're back out in the public and back out in the, and, and mind you, you, one, you can be on parole for, like, ever, and two, you could be on parole and, stay on parole for things that probably us normal people probably couldn't like we would we would probably slip up on too it's not just that we're criminals it's just maybe your requirements are so crazy and restrictive that you're basically going to take this particular person out of the voting population forever huge form of voter suppression there florida yeah. but it, it's yeah that it's it's that kind of thing i think Hung really hit the nail on the head with, with really like what we were getting at in terms of maybe maybe the uh, public servants that uh, that are quote unquote protecting and serving a particular area might want to be from that area so that they're actually invested in the people in that area. I think you know when we talk about government officials, local government officials. You know, there's wiggle room for particular people that aren't necessarily living in the city that could 
literally come in and have their have the city's best interests at heart try to learn about the community that they're trying to serve and actually do a half decent job but the thing is is that the standard that we want to set is that the gamble we want to take and then when we talk about actual police officers who are front lines people right it's not just about a person sitting at a desk trying to decide things those people even if they lived in the city people might cry that they're out of touch anyway because they're in their office all day but for people that are on the quote-unquote front lines people that are first responders once again now you have a, a, a higher opportunity to come in contact with these people and it should be for the right reasons and it should be handled in a in the proper way i know i handle a situation with a friend a lot differently than i handle a situation with a stranger if Absolutely. i help you even if you're doing something wrong we can at least talk this out if i don't know who you are i approach you a lot differently for what you're doing Absolutely. And I think there's there's that part of the uh, the conversation as well when we talk about the perception of cops, especially when it comes to like a white perception of cops. Well, you well, that becomes often a conversation off of a level of privilege where officers were treating you like equals and and your friend and your neighbor versus a threat as soon as you are walked upon. So that becomes a completely different uh, reality. And, and that conversation, which often boggles my mind, when you hear somebody explaining an experience or showing or trying to explain to people their lived experience and they get disregarded and like oh no that's not what i what i've gone through you don't know what you're talking about that is very dangerous um and that's why depending on what shows i'm on i get very angry and speak very passionately because um there's there's this level of disconnect that people aren't willing to acknowledge that they are speaking from um well, yeah go ahead yeah, I was saying that's that's really the big piece right there because it kind of, kind of comes back to the, oh, why can't we just get along and why do we have to be adversarial? You know, why can't, you know, shouldn't peace and love win at the end of the day, but then you voted for the, the motherfucker who's sowing all of the anger, the hatred, the distrust. And it's like, but like, I don't want my taxes increased. It's like, could you think about anyone but yourself for five seconds? When you, when you check that box for the Cheeto. Like, like, please, Jesus Christ. And on that, coming back around to maybe like some more federal topics here, more national topics. Uh, one, how ridiculous, and we've talked, we talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast and even earlier in this episode in terms of like how completely contradictory the Cheeto is in terms of he's he's saying he won. He's saying that not only did he win, uh, that we should stop counting in some states and we should keep counting in other states. The states where he might actually lose, we should stop counting. The states where he has a chance to win, we should keep counting those. And then we're going to sue the states out of it because – he knows at the end of the day that all of his supporters went and voted at the polls physically and their votes got counted first. And all the people who were terrified of the pandemic and because they understand science might have put their mail-in ballots in and their, might, their votes might get counted later. So he's literally, it's so fucking transparent and contradictory that I, 
I've, I would say that I don't understand why people are actually buying into it. But once again, when it comes to him, if, at this point, you're listening to him like there's nothing he could say that could say that could turn you off. You know what I mean? I will just say this. Trump is one of those people who probably wins at Monopoly. <laughs> or Risk. Right. The, like, two games I absolutely fucking hate. Um, but, <laughs> but, but what, I, what I mean by this is tr Trump makes up his own rules, bends what rules are in place to, to benefit him, changes the one to make sure that he's not uh, able to lose on the other hand. Yeah. He takes money yeah. here, gives it back there. Boom. Monopoly sucks. Monopoly no, is the it wasn't Monopoly. ever, ever invented. And it, uh, I think it's because cheating's encouraged. And I think that's why you see Trump being so good at this current game of Monopoly. Trump's a huge risk guy, by the way. He was booing your take on risk. Oh, he definitely it, between the two games, I will play risk. I will play risk. I actually kind of low-key enjoy risk. I just wish risk didn't take fucking five hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I did two before. I love it. Monopoly is just, it, it's just this cheating encouraged game. And that's why you see. But And I think why I disliked it so much is because I could see how it, it really doesn't translate well. Because if, um, for instance, Monopoly is a fun game for white people. When you, when you compare it to real life, because you can take real life risks in it that if you do on the outsides, you might not get penalized as well. You see this with Brock Turners. You see this with like fuckhead people that do horrible things like Epstein, like Trump, who can live a horrible life and get the presidency. But then when you see somebody who has like a mental health episode get shot down in West Philly, when you see anybody who just did the wrong thing, like, I might not agree with, like, Vaughn Spencer very much, but if you're Vaughn Spencer, you end up in jail. If you are Donald Trump, you end up in the White House. And that's the, that's the thing I don't like about Monopoly, because it teaches a certain set of people this is okay. And this is why I'll compare it to, to mm. the slide, because when you look at the percentage of 18 to 29-year-old white people who voted for Donald Trump, it's still a 48%. Mm. Mm. unless i looked at the wrong source but that's the last stat i saw so well you forgot about all the mail-in votes <laughs> they're I'm, coming yeah i've just this has been stressful i might be wrong like batman batman's a very good example batman would be dead if he was black batman yo batman literally is the superhero of white privilege he really is the rich white guy doing whatever he the fuck. He has the generational wealth. He has a servant. And he could just go beat up people just because he's rich enough to have all these gadgets. And he, he is. But that is white privilege. I am. I am privilege. I am white privilege. I'm very proud. I'm proud of us. You, me, and Hung have deciphered finally what uh, DC Comics is it? Is he DC Comics have been saying all along? 
right here on this episode of ABP. But, okay, so getting back on more of a uh, serious topic here. <laughs> so a couple of things that I wanted to, or like the last thing I guess I wanted to hit on was Colorado passed a resolution. Did you see this? No. Was Colorado this the mushrooms? Passed- no, it it was a resolution to give the electoral college votes uh, to whoever wins the popular vote of the country. They're not the only state to do this, by the way. Did you read that? For those of you who are watching this and don't see the comments, Hung just said, y'all should make videos, call it ABV. Bars. You're not wrong, but uh, Chris, I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) And then when it's buffering, the ABV increases. (laughs) We have seven minutes. So... Colorado, yes, voters in Colorado have backed a resolution to ensure that the candidate who wins the national popular vote will become president of the United States. So they're putting, they they put the resolution in that all of their electoral votes go to popular vote. They are the 16th state to do this, actually. The others include... <clears throat> California, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. I think there's more, obviously, but those are like the big ones. Which, oddly enough, they usually go blue. Because, because... People not land? Well, like, the big thing is, on average... The more people that vote in an election, the more Democrats are likely to win the election. So the less people that vote during an election, more Republicans win. It's more likely to favor a Republican candidate. And then when you couple that in with thinking about voter suppression, it's like, wow, Literally, Republicans are just using the the bullshit power and, you know, the power dynamic that's existed in this country to keep their power. And literally, if we went to a full democracy, because we're not a democracy, as, you know, politicians love to say, you know, we need to keep the democracy in this country. We're not a democracy. It's a cute buzzword. Right. It's a cute buzzword. It's a great buzzword. But democracy doesn't literally exist until... Literally, this whole electoral college thing doesn't exist, and the state thing doesn't exist, and it's literally, how many people voted for this guy? Okay, how many people voted for this guy? Okay, this guy got more votes in the country than this guy he wins, or she wins, or they win. That is actual democracy. So whether you agree with that idea or not, 
you know, real democracy as opposed to what we have or a hybrid of the two. Just know that when someone says democracy, that's not what they mean right now. What they mean is we have a democratic republic. Right. All right. So for these last four minutes, real quick, um, just want to explain the next couple of weeks to people. Normally next week we would have uh, episodes coming out. Well, episode coming out Tuesday would be a Patreon early release. Subscribe to our Patreon. Um, but, and then Thursday, we would have the general release. But for COVID-related reasons, we didn't feel comfortable meeting up this week. And it just was a mess, especially with the elections and everything. So we will be coming to you guys live again next week. And then the following week, we'll be live again. And then hopefully by then, we'll be uh, in our regular formulation, scheduled production, blah, blah, blah. I had practiced that, and I still fucked it up. Um, so just to give you a heads up on that, there's no early access to anything next week. Um, but we will still be coming to you next week with information. Uh, on top of that, we are always looking to expand our team. If you would like to get involved with the podcast in any way, please reach out to us. Uh, I would love to bring photographer, videographer, somebody edit the podcast onto the team, someone to take over social media. We have somebody who's doing a really good job behind the scenes. Uh, Anador is doing amazing with their fundraising and with uh, reaching out to different organizations and coming up with fundraising ideas. So we have that department kind of unlocked. But if you would love to get involved, because we would love to have you, please reach out. Um, oh, and we're doing that Kickstarter that I just mentioned. I was about to say, you said fundraising. I was like, oh, by the way, Kickstarter. Please. Yeah, we're trying to enhance your experience, the listening experience. So we are running a Kickstarter. Please share that with some local businesses because we have some really good sponsorship opportunities. But make sure that you check it out. It goes towards helping us get some better equipment. It goes out to um, we're trying to expand our circle of influence as well. So there's some things involved there. Um, and just like a little hint, hint, maybe some homebrewing. Who knows? Mm. Mm. Alternative Black's uh, Brewing. Might be coming in the future. Yeah. On top of those ABVs. Oh, we need a we need a we need a name for Alternative Black's Brewing. Go. You have five seconds. Alternative Black's Brewing. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of reduction reductive, you know. Yeah. But uh more interessante. Yeah. But we will see. Um we'll see anything about- else? What? Half and half stouts. All right, Hung's canceled again. (laughs) How many times are we going to do that on this show? Twice, apparently. But, uh, so maybe next next episode, as we round this one out, we have about a minute left. Uh, (laughs) Just get some shit. But maybe next episode we'll actually have a uh, new incumbent. Not new incumbent. We'll have a new president. Um, we'll have, I hope it's not a new incumbent. Yeah. Oh god. We'll have a new president. Hopefully, we'll, we'll have results at least. We'll have uh, results. Will we though? Hopefully. The way it looks, if Biden wins, I am still concerned because I don't believe this dude. No. Yeah. Just because Biden won really doesn't mean too much except that we've actually got the the orange out. You know? Right. 
other than that, other than that, we there's still work to do. The backlash that's going to happen because of Trump saying he's not going to leave or whatever is going to still right. exist. So, ten seconds left. Next episode, we will talk about the work that is still yet to be done and still needs to be done. That will be our next Instagram live. Until next time, peace. Hold up. Hold the fuck up. We, Chris, move real quick to make sure that you're still there. Chris. <laughs> we are 60 minutes and 25 seconds in, and we're still here. We are still here, although we don't really have much to say besides Ellis Island should actually be a beer name. But right. also, we can go for longer than an hour? That's what now. I'm right now. So, quick, if you're still here, if you're still with us, we're going we're gonna to launch a brewing company at some point in the future. Let's go over some beer names. <laughs> we have quick, Ellis quick. Island. We have Ellis Island. What is Ellis Island? Is that, like, is that a hazy? Like, what? I, I don't think it's hazy. That, that's not a hazy. What would Ellis Island be? What kind of beer would that be? Is that a Pilsner? It feels Pilsner-y. Uh-oh. Maybe they are cutting us off. Chris, where did you go? Chris, where did you go? Maybe we'll under here. I don't know. Oh, there you go. What happened? I don't know. I don't know okay. what that was about. So, do we make Ellis Island a... Uh, uh, a green-like statue. What's a French beer? What is a French beer? Is that would be like one of those fruity beers? <laughs> it's not. That's not right, Tyler. <laughs> those lambic-style beers. I think lambic is, is that Belgian? I think it might be Belgian. That's what. That's the only thing. Yeah, it's a good name for a beer, though. We can just make it whatever the hell we want. That's true. Champagne of beers is already taken. Okay, let's take it from. <laughs> Yo, so we could sell them like in the big boys, like the brutes that they always sell. See, Brutes, we're getting somewhere. There we go. Brute, um, is, that, is that, I don't know. I don't know, champagne again, right? Is that French? Champagne. But, but is, <laughs> wait, is champagne French? What is champagne? It's it's French. So isn't Brute a, a style of champagne? I think so, yeah. So but it's also a style of well? beer. But isn't that French as well? Mmm. So then Ellis Island is a brute. A uh, brute oil? Huh? Uh, huh? Uh, I don't know. It might be a little too obscure to get the French because El because the Statue of Liberty was from a French dude, right? Wasn't the Statue of Liberty from a French dude? It might have been. Liberty's French, right? I don't know. That's where I got that's where I got. Okay, so we have Ellis Island. Hey. What Kissinger, we, we got to get Kissinger, and that's Germanic, right? Very. So we can we can do our Oktoberfest, you know, as, as maybe a Kissinger. 
Well, it's German Jewish, so I don't know how we want to. Uh... Yeah. That's a uh, oof. That's how do we tackle the German so Jewish? My my, uh, my last name means people from the swamp, I think. So a dank beer. It's got to be dank. It's got to be cloudy. It's unfiltered for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a little. Definitely. Go with a hazy IPA for that one. Yeah, definitely. We'll collaborate with Tired Hands for that. Ooh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Some, some some real funky. So we so we have our first we have our two flagship beers now for our brewing company. Right. Ellis Island Brute. <laughs> Ellis Island Brute and Kissinger Hazy. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure the details out. That's good. Well, we, we definitely got to get a, a stout going like that. That oh, Pagoda Pilsner. Why? Why have we not thought of that? Come on. I'm on the team. All right. So we got the Pagoda Pilsner, which is iconic. It's a, a variation of the Redding, the Redding beer. Mm, but a pilsner but, form. But it actually tastes good. Oh, yeah, 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 that part. So we, we base it off the recipe, but actually add flavor. <laughs> but actually add flavor. Like, I appreciate Sly Fox for bringing the recipe back, but holy shit. thing is, I do, yeah. I don't know how close they stay, they stay to the original, so... I thought it was just like actually just a remake. They said it was a modern take on a classic, and, what they sold it as. So they did something. It wasn't just whatever they had. And now maybe that is that the ingredients list used back then might not have not, might not be available, so they substituted. That could have been it, but that's what they said, man. That's what they said. Damn, so, yeah, I think we'll just make it, like, flavorful. But that, that's good. Pagoda Pilsner. So what, what else What else could we do? Like, I'm, I'm trying to think. Don't you have a street named after Paul Robeson? <laughs> um, you want that to be Robeson Street so bad, but it's Robeson Street. Every single time, it's Robeson Street. I work at Robeson, uh, Paul Robeson in Philly, though. There you go. Albright Ale. Nah, fuck them. Fuck Albright. Good try, though. Hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. What, what else can we do? We can do a Pandora Pilsner, too. We could. That's not too bad. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, a double IPA that we could do that would be, like, what what would we name it? Does it have to be like completely reading based? Like what what is something we could we could make it double fault IPA. There's the tennis thing. I was gonna say, uh yeah, you I mean you could even make it like Hampton double. Hampton hazy. Ooh Hampton Hazy double. Wow. Double fault, Hampton Hazy double fault. Yeah, we just start writing these down. what am I doing? I'm here for all of this. 
Could have regular book. <laughs> Just write it down in the margins. So what do we got so far? So we got we Hampton got a, Hazy. We got a Hampton Hazy. That's a double IPA. Well, welcome to the extended edition of. It's Robison Street, though. Everyone calls it Robison. If someone can tell me it was named after Paul Robison, please do, because I will happily call it Robison. But We should go to the Perks History uh, Center. They probably have that information. Oh, what I was going to say was, welcome to the extended edition of IB... <laughs> IBG. Alternative Black's IG Live series. We are now in the behind-the-scenes portion of the brainstorming session that will one day become Alternative Black's Brewing company. Which may need to uh wait, what T W C K Oh Twick. What is yeah. would that be a stout? It's a Twick stout. Twick stout. Thick. It's gotta be No, nah, it's a, it, it's definitely a black and tan. That's our black and tan. Nice, but wouldn't we have to come up with a a stout and an ale to go with it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have the Hampton Hazy, we have the Pagoda Pilsner. What else do we got? Fuck the Albright Ale. And we have Ellis Island. That's right. And I got nothing after that. Oh, we got your Kissinger. And that was the Brute? No, Ellis Island was the Brute. What was Ellis what was Island was the Brute. Kissinger was a Hazy. Hazy IPA, double so got, fault, double Hamden double fault was the hazy double. That's it. That's what we got right now. Quick with scook, the list. Scook, scook could be our uh, scook could be our uh, our water. stout. I was gonna say stout because the water is dark. Deuce. Look at the deuce. Speaking of, we might have to cut this this after hour short. Ah, uh, yeah, no problem. This was just uh, experimental. I wanted to see if we could go longer. We are yeah. 10 minutes in, so double I. It's hard to say, but I like where she's going with it. <laughs> yeah, we can make that work. There's, there's something there, so I'm writing it down, Kaylee. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to allow you to relieve yourself. Thank you for <laughs> sticking around as long as you did. This was a good test run. I like that we're no longer uh, restricted by these uh, restrictions. By these... Uh... <laughs> By these chains of oppression. <laughs> yes, exactly. However, ooh, W B B the beers. W B the beers. <laughs> All right. On that note, we are out. Thank you for sticking around this long to see this weird after hours. Maybe that's how we'll do it from now on. Is the first hour is a serious conversation, and then afterwards you just decided to stick around. You just decided to stick around. Right, but um. I think we, we are off, the, or you could be part of the planning process of the brewery. So, um, this is fun. 
Uh, until next time, peace. Peace and deuce.